to another episode of the Toxic American Podcast. I am your amazing, awesome, handsome host, Rudy. <clears throat> Rudy with a permit slash at Toxic American on the Twitters. Uh, hopefully you're following me there. If not, follow me. It'd be nice if you guys would like retweet sometimes when I put out these episodes, but whatever. Um, it's not that big a deal. I'd, I'd love everybody that listens to this. I can't, it's, <clears throat> excuse me. It's pretty amazing to me that people actually listen to this and it's, uh, I don't know, I guess inspiring is the best word to sound like a chick, but you know, it is nice that, uh, people listen to this and seem to be listening to multiple episodes and following along and I man I can I cannot express how much I appreciate that um, hundreds of listens at this point which is just I was pretty sure when I started doing this that I would get like you know a couple of dozen or something and then people would be like man this guy's nuts and just fall off and move on but I don't know maybe you all are just as nuts as I am Welcome to Team Nutso. Bunch of nutters all just coming together in one podcast and one Twitter account or something like that. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, before I get distracted, um, I'm recording this Sunday night, and there is currently one football game being played, which has one of the best uniform matchups I've ever seen between the New, New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. You've got New England and kind of their throwback uh, red with the white pants, and Miami has white jerseys and their, I guess, turquoise pants. I mean, it is, it's a color pop, to say the least. It's awesome. It looks fucking great. And that kind of brings me into the overall point of Pleasant distractions. You know, there's a lot of things that are um, frustrating and important and things that really frustrate people, anger people, and just create some kind of bad slash negative feelings in your day-to-day -day life, maybe your family life, your work life, whatever. Um, I really enjoy the pleasant distractions personally. You should too. Um, one of the best things that you can possibly do is to design slash engineer and build something, whether that's a birdhouse or, you know, something small, painting a room in your house or building a full on, uh, trailer like flatbed trailer or maybe it's building a house, whatever it is, you designing and you doing that thing, working with your hands and working through the process and working through the mistakes, which you're inevitably going to make, inevitably going to make, is a huge benefit to you when you're done. It's a huge benefit along the process. Um, I subscribe to the theory that it's more about the process than it is the production. It's not about where you're going, it's how you got there. Um, I, would, I would imagine that a lot of you are the same way because that's really what memories are even back in the day. If 
when you're in high school or when you're, you know, living in an apartment by yourself or something like that, when you don't have a whole lot of money and you just think about kind of the little things in the process and the and little different things that happen and good times you had and maybe now you've experienced some uh, success, you know, financially, personally, whatever it is. And some frustrations and setbacks come along with those things, but the process of getting there and the journey you went on, hopefully you're able to look back and laugh at different things and mistakes. And you, you invariably there's been a ton of good times. And, you know, that's another pleasant distraction. And so much of this current narrative, at least online and, and through the corporate media types, is everything's just a fucking bummer everything's a downer everything's a negative and this side is trying to do that and that side's trying to do this and nobody's ever stopping to smell the roses nobody's ever pulling the car over and going hey that's a cool little site on our way to wherever we're going let's go check that out no one ever does that hopefully you didn't hear the dog barking in the background but i don't know he does that and that gets back to the overall point of pleasant distractions. My personal pleasant distraction outside of, you know, building things and doing little projects here and there and the massive project that I'm currently working on that's way behind schedule, but it is what it is. Everything can't be, you know, for different reasons, whether it's time, whether it's financial, um, not everyone is able to constantly be using their hands or doing this, that, or the other. So a pleasant distraction of mine, my favorite one, is the game of football. Whether that's high school, college, NFL, and I'm sorry, the NFL is better than college. These are the greatest athletes on planet fucking Earth. Lacing them up, putting the helmet on, and running into each other as fast as they possibly can. Yes, I'm sure there's some rugby uh, clowns out there which i respect the game of rugby and australian rules football i'm sure you're out there going oh we don't even wear pads yeah um you don't wear pads and you also curl up before you hit a guy you don't see on the regular dudes in rugby or australian rules football laying out i mean like superman and out at a goal line at an out of bounds or just at the point of attack on a third and one short yardage situation, dude just selling out wholesale, just launching themselves. You don't see that. Plus, way better athletes in the National Football League, by and large, period. Point blank, period. So, anyway, before I digress and get too much in the minutia of destroying the rugby narrative, big rugby would like you to think differently, but you're all... Yeah, you guys are tough and all of that, but you're not NFL players. You're not even college players. There is this prevailing wisdom amongst some of the conservative or of the right that you can't support the NFL by even watching it. And some will even say it about the NCAA. You can't support this thing by watching it because they hate you and they hate everything you believe in and you're just supporting that and you're putting money in their pockets. Okay, let's dive into that. First of all, I don't like the fact that you're trying to ruin football for me. Second of all, 
Is that where we're at today? I see people that say that the NFL hates its viewers. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Um, I would assume you're holding on to the past grievance of the Colin Kaepernick and taking the knee after he couldn't do the job and he got benched. And that's a valid point, and I stopped watching too whenever they started showing on the broadcast of all the players who were going to take a knee or hold the fist up, and they had to make it a point. And <clears throat> they had to make it a point to show it on the national broadcast, point it out, and really put the camera on them. And then when that backfired, that shit stopped instantly. Instantly stopped. You can make the point that, oh, they have the messages on the back of their helmets that say whatever they say of, you know, choose love or whatever it is. To me, that just makes me laugh because any player that has choose love on the back of their helmet is playing the most violent sport on planet Earth. Period. Are you choosing love when you choose to run that man over? I don't think you are. I love you so much, let me murder you. That's a weird thing. I love you so much, let me break your arm. I love you so much, I'm willing to risk my health, my arm, my head to stop you from gaining that one yard in the game. So we want to say that the NFL hates us or that by watching it promotes it and blah, blah, blah. Do you hold that same standard everywhere in your life? Where are the lines exactly? Who, who is it that is holier than thou, is benevolent, is, is the, the just epitome of the perfect organization, company, whatever? What is that? What does that even look like? Do you think every company likes you? Do you think that every company aligns with your beliefs? First of all, do you think every company has any belief other than make money? Because if you want to point towards different companies in the United States, especially those that have been around for a while, there's a lot of skeletons in those closets. Do you really want to drive around a Ford vehicle or a General Motors product? or a Toyota for that matter, or a Mercedes or a BMW or a Porsche, whatever it is, so many of those companies were complicit in horrific acts of World War II, some of which were in business with literal Nazis, and some of which required their dealerships to carry anti-Jewish propaganda on their showroom floors. And all of which, for the most part, had to pay some sort of monetary fine slash reparations to victims, mostly Jewish, of World War II. So where, where are the begin points, where are the end points? And some of those paid out reparations as late as the 1990s and early 2000s. So this is not like it was a 1947 issue. This didn't die when 
the people that were in charge, executives and ownership, when they passed away, who were in charge during World War II, it didn't stop there. These companies fought this, they cashed the checks, and they went on about their merry way, acting like it had never happened and denying constantly that they were guilty. Now, it was much easier to prove that the German companies like Porsche were complicit. Ferdinand Porsche being, I can't say necessarily with fact that he was a literal Nazi, but he sure, certainly was shaking the hands of the upper crust. And there is a many pictures with Ferdinand Porsche and Adolf Hitler standing next to each other, both smiling. Who do you think designed the Volkswagen Beetle? Hmm. Why do you think so many Porsches after World War II looked so much like Volkswagen Beetles? Why have those companies been intertwined for their entire history? So where do we draw the lines, guys? Are we saying that the NFL is literal Nazis? Yeah, I don't like the fact that they have end racism in the end zones. I don't like it. It's also kind of a giant joke because you have predominantly a sport that is predominantly played by black men who regularly, and it is their job, to assault each other, not illegally, but legally. The, the game is fucking assault. That's what it is. The game is a war game. Football was created in peacetime to simulate war. That's why so many of the positions are named after war pieces. That's why so much of the formations look like phalanxes. And that's why so much of it, so much of the culture of football, talks about being warriors and going to war because that's how it started. So it always kind of makes me laugh when I see end racism in the end zone. And now you have predominantly black players, like 90 some percent or so, going to war with each other. And it's like, oh, as you run this guy over to get into the end zone, black on black assault, basically. Then you stand up, spike the ball, and it says end racism. Now, it's not necessarily a racist act, obviously to play football, and especially to black men, or 22 different black men on one single play, they're not racist against each other necessarily, or predominantly, but it is funny, especially when it says choose love on the back of their helmet. So the mockery that is kind of the NFL, do they really hate me as a white male? I don't think they really hate me. I think they're just trying, them. Perhaps it looks like they're gaming the system to me. Oh, but they donated to BLM. Who the fuck didn't? Tell me who didn't. And if you're on the side of like BLM matters and all this shit is bullshit and corporatism and blah, 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 and we need to end these companies as you drive around a vehicle in which that company makes cop cars, which is doing... If they didn't have the cars, the cops couldn't do the job, right? So basically, I guess what I'm saying is you're all fucking hypocrites, including myself, to, to have these beliefs and these ideals. And, and how many of you who believe that 
by watching the NFL or the NCAA, you're supporting a cause of a company that hates your guts. Well, perhaps you should start looking on all the products in your house that say made in China and start throwing them away. And good luck with that. Or the cell phone that you use to at me on Twitter or the computer or the laptop or the whatever. Where the fuck was that made? Where are your lines? Climb down, or before you climb down, please tell me what the view is like upon Mount Pius. Because I would love to know. Because everyone going out and judging and saying that if you support X organization, you're by proxy supporting hatred of you and yours and blah, blah, blah. I could say the same about Republicans and Democrats. I could say the same about the optic that's upon your AR that was made in China or was made by pieces that are from China. Where are the lines? What do we do about it is another question. I don't know what we do necessarily. You can listen to a couple of episodes back where I talked about the death of the social contract or the fact that it's already dead. The social contract between the governed and the governing, between the people who allow themselves to be governed governed, and the people actually doing the govern governing and how that whole thing has broken down, which is pretty easy to see with semi-open eyes. So what do we do in this whole thing? Well, first of all, have some pleasant distractions. Now you can read a book, you can do any number of different things. That's a pleasant distraction. I'm not trying to get you to watch football. But watching football or reading a book that was probably printed in China, or at least on Chinese paper, possibly Israeli paper, does not make you inherently corrupt or guilty or complicit in the whole thing of a communist takeover of the United States, or any sort of fascism or whatever. It's a pleasant distraction. Let people fucking have it. Quit being a bummer. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. I get it. If you don't want to watch Netflix or have a subscription, I get it. But leave everyone else alone. Quit being the bummer. We have to have distractions in our life or else we go insane. We have to have the thing that gets us off of the other things that really matter in life. Okay? I mean, by, by that margin, if you allow your child to go to a public school so you can go to work, you're complicit in communism. You're complicit in all of this. Completely. Oh, but I'm legally obligated to do so. No, children are just legally obligated to go to school. Didn't say what school. Doesn't say government schools. It just says they have to get an education. They have to go to school. You could do that. Just like you could not watch the NFL, right? Oh, but we rely on that income. I get it. I totally get it. But my point is, is I'm not saying that you're complicit in the communist takeover of this country because you send your kid to public school slash government schools, just as I'm not complicit in the communist takeover of this country by watching the NFL. People need distractions. 
there's so much shit going on, and especially the deeper you look into the whole political aspect or political landscape. The, it's very difficult, as I'm sure most of you know, to not get disillusioned, to not get frustrated, to not just lose hope and get black-pilled out the fucking ass. Yes, I know I drop a whole lot of black pills, Merc. I get it, man. You're right. You're not wrong every time you at me with the black pills. But sometimes, actually a lot of times, people kind of need to understand where we stand with certain things. It's not all roses and gumdrops and, you know, peace, love, and happiness. There's still an ongoing fight politically. There's still an ongoing fight socially. But the only thing that we can do is try to keep our sanity and focus on the things that are most important and focus on your local neighbors, your local government, and your local state. Focus on those things bring the power back to them, and then if the NFL or whatever organization or company truly is communist or truly does hate our guts, that's the only way this thing is ever going to end or change. It's not going to change by not watching. That was already tried. Okay, you want to point towards Bud Light. Bud Light's fine. They've lost a valuation of a few billion dollars. They haven't actually lost the billions of dollars, guys. You know how I know? Their CEO still has a job. You know how else I know? Because they're not selling everything. BlackRock and Vanguard haven't pulled out their shares. They bought more. Perhaps this was the plan all along to try to buy up a company on the cheap. And perhaps that's the same thing happening with the NFL, but because they're not a publicly traded company, they have to do it by different methods. But none of that's going to change if we're focused on, we'll just vote in the next Republican as president. Most of this happened under Republican presidents watch. Remember that. He's still running for right now. And probably right now it looks like he'll be the nominee. Most of this started under his watch. Or at least it came to fruition, I should say. I won't say it all started under him. But boy, did it rear its ugly head under him. And he couldn't stop it either. The only way you stop this is locally. And me tuning in and watching the Patriots take on the Dolphins or not will have no effect plus or minus on that whole deal it won't the only thing that's going to change it is local elections up to the state elections and holding those people to account for their positions on things social positions school positions tax positions how do we react as a our sheriff react to different things? Your sheriff is the most important person in your local community and who that person is. Just look at the old New Mexico governor and the crazy shit that dumb bitch tried to pull off. 
If the sheriff comes out and says, yes, I'm going to enforce that, guess what happens? He enforces it, and now you have an enforcement mechanism, and now the governor's word means something. He comes out and says, we're not enforcing this shit. This bitch is crazy. Well, now it doesn't matter, does it? She's not going to go out there and arrest anyone. She's not going to put her ass on the line when it comes to trying to take someone's firearm. It comes down to that local sheriff. Now, should the sheriff arrest her? I think so. Does he have the grounds to? Hell, I don't know. How many people do they arrest because they pulled over for a broken taillight and just said, fuck it, I'm arresting you anyway because I'm having a rough day. Or I didn't like your tone. Well, I didn't like her fucking tone either. So, maybe you slap the cuffs on her dumbass. But, that's not the point. My point is, is without the sheriff of that county, where Albuquerque is, whatever they call it, without that sheriff being on the side of the people and saying, I'm not going to enforce this, that's a tyrannical state instantly. Instantly. Now, it's a bigger discussion about him and his... uh, department as a whole in the crime that is going on but that's a whole different topic focus on the local the national football league is not voting in the next president they're not voting in the next oklahoma governor they're not voting in your next uh city council member or your school board member that's you be local maintain local Stop focusing on what tyrant we elect every four years nationally and call them the president. But find some pleasant distractions too. It can't all be super serious all the time. It can't. You'll go insane. You'll lose your mind. You will. Don't do that. doesn't have to be football, like I said. It could be baseball. It could be shooting. It can be, you know, shooting costs a lot of money. Anyone that's into it. It could be reading books. It could be quilting. It could be scrapbooking. It could be, I don't know. It could be making, you know, yourself more prepared in a natural disaster situation by learning how to start a fire by two rocks. I don't know. But find something that is distracting and fulfilling from the super serious stuff that's going on, everybody. I wanted to end this episode today. Actually, I didn't even plan on doing this today, but here I am. I wanted to end this with one of the best quotes that's ever been out there that I've ever heard. Um, If you have other quotes that you guys like, send them to me through uh, at Twitter, at Toxic American Rudy with a permit. You DM me, send them to me, um, and I'll probably read them out loud. Uh, If you want credit for it, or I should say, if you don't want me to say who sent it, just mention that as well to say, please don't mention my name and I won't or your, your Twitter handle or whatever. But I want to end today's episode with a quote from the great Teddy Roosevelt. You know, Teddy Roosevelt is a character, a president, former president, a uh, mountain of a man with a legend bigger than he was and richer than he was, and he was not a poor man. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly of Teddy Roosevelt, and I'm not going to get into that today, but he is someone to be revered, he is someone to be looked up to, and he is definitely someone who was I would label as a great American. 
And he has a quote about the man in the arena. This is not male-specific, ladies. This can be about you as well. Much like the Constitution and uh, many founding documents said man, but they meant man and women. Can't spell woman without man. But you can't spell man without the W and the O. But I'll leave you with this. This is the man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The critic belongs, excuse me, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that this place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Be the man in the arena, everyone. Dare to fail. I'll leave you with that. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you all next time.